2: Today we are talking about some players, five in fact, that are sell high for fantasy basketball. These players are outperforming what I expect them to do the rest of the season and you can cash in now to get some serious fantasy basketball value and potentially win your league. Let's go! Next, Jordan, open, Chicago.
0: game, we talking about practice.
1: changed with no record for human life. He's Back out to Allen. His three-pointer.
2: Bang! Hurry for three. Wow! Unbelievable! Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. That's his destination. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are going to go through the sell high show for fantasy basketball. Yesterday's podcast, we went through five buy low targets, a lot of players, more towards the back end, a couple of mid-round guys as well, but also some guys you can get really, really cheap, I think, in fantasy basketball, and sometimes... They're available on wise, but today we're looking more towards the top end of the uh, rankings list, or especially the rankings list over the last couple of weeks, and talking about some players that I believe are outperforming their value. I've got five names again to discuss with you, and uh, a lot of interesting names, I believe, today to discuss. Um... I will maybe be doing a industry pickup review. Um, was going to be doing it with Kingy over on his channel, but some scheduling conflicts, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but did prevent that from happening over the last couple of days. So we'll see when I can kind of fit that one in. Disclaimer, before I get started on this one, is that I am... Doing this podcast or recording this podcast on Tuesday, the 5th of December, my time, which is Monday over in America, um, which is before the first two games of the uh, in season tournament. And I will be discussing a player, one player from um, the teams that are playing tonight. So I will discuss that player today. If they put up a stinker and ruin their sell-high value, uh, I apologise. But I think that they will be fine and at least put up a game that you can continue to sell-high on. But just a disclaimer, I'm recording before uh, any of the in-season tournament games are going on. So in today, where I'm recording, the Celtics and the Pacers are playing. And later, the Kings and the Pelicans are playing as well. So let's get stuck into it. The first sell-high player is the New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson, who is also in the in-season tournament. He will be playing tonight. By the time you're watching this video, Jalen Brunson has been on a bit of a heater recently. He is, uh, on the last two weeks, the 12th ranked player when it comes to nine category leagues, 17th in Yahoo Points Leagues, and 15th in minus one value. And if I look at his stats, it's it's not there's no one super obvious thing to me that's going to completely fall away. He might draw back a little bit from his 53.6% from the field. He's shooting 46% or 47% from the field for the season. He's averaging 1.3 steals compared to his one steals for the season and 26.7 points per game compared to his 25. So I do believe that there is a little bit of a leveling out process because he started quite uh, cold at the start of the season, was barely getting any steals. His efficiency was down for a little while at the beginning of the season. And now it's kind of on its way back up. So I do believe that he's going to be closer, at least to his averages for the season, which puts him at the 42nd ranked player for the season. But the reason he makes this sell high video is because a lot of people were really, really keen on um, Jalen Brunson at the start of the season. They thought of him as a top 30 player, top 25 player in some cases, I just simply don't believe he is that player. I do think he's closer to where his averages have him, which in nine category rankings is the 42nd ranked player. In minus one, it's closer to the 50th ranked player because he's quite good across the board. He won't give you any blocks, 0.1 blocks on the season. Even the last two weeks, is only a 0.2, but that's okay. You're not expecting that from Brunson. He's efficient, um, but he's not a guy that really gives you um, you know, one steal uh, a game. The assists are good without being elite, 5.6 on the season, uh, 6.7 over the last two weeks. So that's also elevated a little bit as well. Um, And interestingly, over the last two weeks, despite his ranking being very well, his free throw percentage is down a little bit at 77.8%. The turnovers are also low for a guy who gives you good assists at 1.8. So that's a positive if that's a category you're looking after, if that's what you care about when it comes to rankings. But I also think that inflates his value a little bit as well. So... He's good. He is someone that I do think can be a top 50 player. So if I'm selling high, I'm trying to get someone probably who's a top two round, maybe a top three round if it really suits what I'm looking for for fantasy basketball. And I do believe that it, this is a player that you could execute um, something closer to what he's been doing the last two weeks because a lot of people in the preseason really believed in Jalen Brunson. You know, there's a lot of crazy Knicks fans and stuff out there. And uh, he's had a few big performances recently as well. His uh, Not his most recent game, but the game before that, he put up 42 points, hit 7 three, 6 rebounds, 8 assists and a steal. He had a a 35-point um, game four games ago. He's also already had another 45-point game earlier in the season as well. So he's had a couple of big performances. The scoring really captures your eyes um, with a lot of his recent games as well. The assists, the rebounds have also been pretty solid over the last couple of weeks, which is not something we normally say about Jalen Brunson. The last couple of weeks, he's averaging four and a half rebounds compared to his three and a half on the season. So Basically, it's just all the numbers across the board right now are just slightly elevated, not any one obvious thing that's really cranking up his value, which makes it a little bit less of an obvious sell high, in my opinion, when everything is just up a little bit it's less obvious to say, oh, instead of, okay, he's shooting 65% from the field of the last two weeks. Well, obviously, a lot of people buy now, When if you're listening to my podcast, and a lot of other podcasts like that, uh, it's a little bit more obvious to go, hold on, that's a bit suspicious, we're not going to buy that. But when it's everything just up marginally, it's a little bit less obvious and a little bit easier, in my opinion, um, to sell high on a player like that. So I believe this is quite a realistic one, if you can get a top 30 player, I would do so for Brunson, um, and I'd be pretty happy to move on with that. The next player here is the one I was talking about.
1: Say goodbye
2: It is CJ McCollum, who is obviously playing tonight before uh, or after I've recorded this game. So he would have played before this video airs on YouTube, or this podcast is released. So depending on how his game goes tonight, we will see. But he has returned um, after missing some time with his um, lung injury, his uh, collapsed lung essentially. And he took no time to basically get back into it. He did miss the previous game but I think that was due to restrictions in him flying which I don't believe is going to be an issue moving forward and you can use that in your sales pitch but he went straight back to work um I thought he'd get more of a ramp up period that hasn't happened 28 minutes and then 38 minutes in his second game back and he shot the lights out of the ball um 20 points, three uh, three threes, 19 points, one three. He had two steals in both those games, a block in both those games, five assists, eight assists. He's not missed a free throw yet as well. He's only had um, three turnovers in those two games. So the rankings are very high for him over those two games. In the last week, he's the 18th ranked player in nine category league, 19th in minus one and 31st in Yahoo points, which is interesting because... He's definitely more of a points league player, in my opinion. So the big thing that's elevating his value in those last two games is the fact that he's averaging uh, two steals per game and a block per game. Which just, obviously, when you talk about rankings, small sample size, that really boosts his value up. For the season, he is a top 20 player. Again, averaging 1.6 steals, averaging 0.9 blocks is just highly well, and it's impossible. It's not going to happen with CJ McCollum. And again, he's only played an eight-game uh, season so far, missing a lot of that time. So it's a small sample size issue here. And the steals and blocks are dramatically influencing his value up a lot higher. So you essentially halve those numbers and bring it down to more of what I expect, which is a point eight and a point four, a point eight steals, point four blocks. And that's going to drop him... 50, 60, 70 spots, essentially, uh, back down the rankings because that's what happens with those small volume or low volume stats, but... Uh, it won't affect his Yahoo points rankings quite as much. So he's less of a sell high in a points ranking system. So just to be clear, more of a sell high in a category rankings uh, because or category leagues because of the ranking numbers and what they, I guess, suggest about his value moving forward. Plus, we've got the return of... Um, Trey Murphy coming back into this team. This team, for the first time in a little while, is very healthy. We haven't seen them with you know Zion and um, Brendan Ingram and CJ McCollum. You've seen Dustin Daniel take a step forward. Valentinus is getting more minutes. He's more of a high-usage player than someone like a Larry Nance Jr. So I think there's a lot of signs here pointing to the fact that CJ McCollum in the next few weeks could take a pretty significant nosedive. down. you've got Jordan Hawkins coming off the bench, which they didn't have last year. Is a bit more of a floor spacer and a shooter and a gunner. Um, so all of these little factors just, to me, make CJ McCollum a very clear sell. I think if I could get anything in the, inside the top, I want to say 70-1 rankings projection moving forward, I probably would take it. Now, it's very dependent on what kind of categories you need. He still will be, I think, a good uh, points guy, a good threes guy, and a solid enough assist player. But his percentages, both from the field and the free-throw line, will be below average. He will not be a steals. He will not be a blocks guy. He will not be a rebounder as well. Um, I think the turnovers will be, uh, you know, moderate-ish as well. So... All in all I think he is okay but by no means is he a sort of a top 3 round player as he's suggested in his rankings for the season as well as the last week obviously since he's been back now, also, the other thing to mention here is Zion played a back-to-back in their most recent back-to-backs as well. So, if Zion is getting healthier and playing more consistent minutes, playing more consistent in games, that does hurt a player like CJ McCollum, I believe, as well, because he relies very much on having the ball in his hands, the high usage, the high scoring as well. And if Zion is there, we know a lot of it's going to go through him. So, again, if there's a little bit of question marks, of course, if Zion goes down, which is still somewhat likely, then CJ does get a boost. But I. No matter what, I don't think it's going to be to this extent. Um, so I do think that if you can, if you get a top 50 player, by all means, 100% lock it in. Probably top 75, depending if it helps your team or not, I would probably also do it. Other than that, I would write it out and see how we go. But yes, I do believe based on what he's been doing this season, and especially since he's been back, that he is a sell high. The next player here is probably one of the most obvious sell highs uh, so far at the moment and that is old man Brooke Lopez. He is someone who, earlier in the season, he was on the Should We Be Worried About podcast where we did uh, a couple of weeks into the season where he was performing very poorly outside the top 100, and he has completely flipped the script now, and he is one of the biggest sell-high players. So, got off to a very slow start, but has been on fire basically since that video uh, where his blocks have absolutely skyrocketed. I think when I... Did that video, it might have been either just before or just after the 8-block game against New York. But he has been going on an absolute tear with his blocks. Over the last two weeks, he is averaging... What is he averaging? 2.6 blocks per game on the season. He's averaging 2.8, which brings him in at nine category ranking of ninth in a, in you know standard nine cat rankings uh, for the last two weeks. For the season, he is the 26th ranked player for nine category leagues. Again, I do believe it's very misleading. For Yahoo Points, he's obviously a worst points league player, but still 42nd in Yahoo Points leagues and 16th in minus one rankings over the last two weeks. We look at what he's doing, number one, he's shooting fifty-nine point eight percent from the field. The last two seasons, even last year, where he had his basic career season, you know, age 34, he shot 53%. So he is over six percentages points higher than that over the last couple of weeks. For the season, he's at fifty point eight, which is much closer to where I expect him to be. His usage as well is a little bit higher over the last two weeks. So, 18.3. That's essentially what he was doing last season. Same usage as last season. You've got Damian Lillard added into the team. Now, Chris Middleton's been ramping up the most slow ramp-up I've ever seen. So... And maybe he doesn't get to where we expected him to get to. But I'd have to think that that does come back down a little bit. 18.3 on the season, it's closer to 16.6%. So I think that that's a fairer representation of what he's going to do. So if we bring his usage down, his field goal percentage down, he's going to go from the last two weeks averaging 19.5 points, probably closer to 13.5 points, which is more in line with his average for the season. That still hasn't ranked inside the top 30. In a nine category setting, but again, one turnover per game. If you look at the minus one rankings, he does drop dramatically further down from that one. If I actually just check, I'll do this on the fly because I didn't have this prepared, of what he would be looking for in a minus one setting for the season. Let's have a look. Where are you, Brook Lopez? Sorry, I probably should have had this prepared, but he is someone that definitely is one of those types where... um, No, that is still not the season where he falls off due to minus one, 24, 36, 38, 39, 40. So he is the 40th ranked player when it comes to minus one for the season versus his 26th ranking for the season in nine category leagues. So still top 50, much better than I would have thought. The 2.8 blocks, I believe, is completely misleading now. He is probably someone that maybe I was cautious on with his blocks. He averaged 2.5 blocks last year. Maybe he can repeat it again. But like we said before with Jaron Jackson Jr., with Walker Kessler, and those guys who rely solely on those block numbers really elevating their value, you can have stretches and... Brooke Lopez was this type of player when we talked about him in the should we be worried about. You can have stretches where your value is top 20 and then stretches where your value is top 120. And the swings can be dramatic week to week based on how many blocks you get that week. So I do not think that the rankings serve players like this as well as someone who relies on those more higher volume stats, such as points, rebounds, assists, threes, percentages, and things like that. So... I do believe that that is a little bit misleading. So if I could get any top 60 player for a Brook Lopez, I think I would. Outside of that, I think that maybe I was a little bit low on him and his block numbers obviously have stayed up higher. His usage and three-point volume is still pretty solid. The Chris Middleton... Slow ramp up, I do think, is helping a player like Brook Lopez. And he still is very integral to this team. The minutes are up 33 minutes over the last two weeks, 29.8 minutes on the season, higher than I expected them to be. So I do think that he's going to outperform my original preseason expectations. But what he's doing at the moment, I still think is a sell high. So any top 60 player, I'd probably take back for Brook Lopez. He is someone that his value is tied up in the blocks. So if you need those blocks, if it's integral to your team, You're going to have to evaluate that. But uh, if you are trying to turn him into someone, maybe like the Jalen Duran situation we talked about in this and the by low category uh, by low video, if you're punting free throw percentage, for example, and you've got Brook Lopez, well, in a punt free throw percentage, I would definitely prefer a player like Jalen Duran who can give me a little bit of blocks, but also much better rebounding, field goal percentage, some more assists, as well as um, you know the the points which I think will be quite similar. Um, you're giving up threes, you're giving up blocks. Uh, a little bit in that situation and you're giving a free throw percentage. But those other things I think in your build would be a little bit more valuable. Let's talk about the next sell high player here. And it is, these last two are a little bit interesting I will say because I don't necessarily think that the last couple of weeks rankings reflect the ability to sell high on these guys, similar to a Brunson, Mikhail Bridges is the next guy here. And Mikael Bridges was a player that I was lower on in the preseason compared to consensus. He was going inside the top two rounds of drafts. And he, on the season, has been so far a disappointing player. He's been the 46th ranked player, which is very close to where I had him projected for the season. I think I had him around that 38 to 42 kind of a range. So he's even been slightly lower than my expectations. But the last two weeks, he's been the 26th ranked player in Yahoo nine category rankings, 28th in Yahoo points, and 34th in minus one rankings. So, to me, this is more above what I expected him to do. And a lot of the reason why people <laughs> drafted him that high was because he's been he's super durable, and he hasn't missed a ga- He missed a game yet, which is great. But I don't know, maybe it's the superstition in me, but the more games you play, the closer you are to missing your next game is kind of the logic I'm applying here. Um, So I think that you can kind of quit while you're ahead. A lot of that time has been without players, like a Ben Simmons, like a Cam Thomas, like Cam Johnson, who missed a bunch of time in there as well. So he's benefit, benefited here and there, and he also like a Jalen Brunson has had some big games in the most recent weeks. So last game he got up to an amazing start, had 26 points in the first quarter, if I if I'm remembering that correctly. Finished the game with 42 points, a steal, three blocks, three three, 60 percent, 83 percent from the free throw line. Great, 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 great game. Uh, and people will see that and go, wow, he's back. He's doing his thing. He was a second rounder. I'll give you a second round player for him. And I think if you can get a second round player for a Mikhail Bridges, I would take it. If you can get a top 30 player for Mikhail Bridges, I would also take it as well because just look at his ranking for this season. Um, 46 for the season is more where I expect him to be. Even in totals ranking, he is the 32nd ranked player. Again, he hasn't missed a game. If you're totals fanatic, um, you're even still getting better value. If you, cash in on the last two weeks where he's the 22nd ranked player for totals in that time. But I just think that this guy that really suffers in a minus one setting, he's kind of average across the board. He's great in points and he's also really good in free throw percentage because he does get to the line, converts them at a decent rate. I do like that about him, but he's average rebounder, average threes, average assists, below average steals, below average blocks, average field goal percentage. Um, You know, Turnovers are average, like everything's just average for him, which is great if you're in a roto league and you're not trying to build super strong strengths. He's just like a really good, solid player in a category league. If you're in any kind of punt build, um, he is someone that I just don't think is as valuable as what his rankings suggest. You know, if I'm in a punt field goal percentage and I can get someone like a Paul George, or if I can get someone like. Um, I don't know who I can think of off the top of my head, like a Trey Young, if someone's really married to the rankings and things like that, I would do that in an instant. If I'm in a punt free throw build and I can get us a bonus or I can get someone... I don't know, like an Evan Mobley or something like that. I would do that in an instant as well. They just suit what I'm looking for better. Their rankings are down because of one or two categories uh, versus a ranking guy like this who is just good across the board, not excellent in any one. Um, I think that you would absolutely do that. And his last two weeks, whilst they've been good... I do think that's more the ceiling of what he can do. And his floor, as we've already seen for patches this season, is much lower than where he was drafted. And people still have that sticky memory of, I drafted him in the second round, or he was drafted in the second round in my league. So that's where I should be valuing him. I never thought that that was correct. So I think he's a sell high. The last player here is a very interesting one. Again, it's not necessarily a rankings reason that Kawhi Leonard is a sell high for me. It's a get-out-while-you-can kind of uh, a ranking or a sell-high thing here. Now, at times, he's maybe been a buy low. At times, he's kind of been just doing okay. And this is kind of what he's been doing on a per-game basis. So, on a per-game basis, in nine category rankings, he is the 20th ranked player. In the last two weeks, 19th. Um, You know, in uh, Yahoo Points in the last two weeks, he's the 30th. And in the last two weeks, in a minus-one setting, he is 37th. So... You would almost say that's below what you would expect for Kawhi. Now, we do need to factor in the James Harden addition. So, I actually think that this is kind of on a per-game scenario. What he's been doing the last two weeks is, is almost what I expect. I don't actually know if it's going to get much better than this. And the Kawhi Leonard name of him being a fantasy basketball darling, especially in nine category leagues, I think the name is enough to get back more than what he's been doing per game in the last couple of weeks. And I do think that what he's been doing is what we can expect. Now, he's been shooting... Very efficiently, Um, in the last two weeks, he's actually averaging 50% from the field, 88% from the free-throw line, only 1.1 turnovers. He's still getting 1.1 steals, one block per game. Maybe those steals can be higher for a player like Kawhi, um, but his usage is down. He's at 25.4%, which was at 264 the year before, and 29% the year before that. I think that that is more what we can expect. Just a small decrease because of the addition of James Harden, obviously. Um, The threes are down a little bit. He's at 1.6 per game versus two and 1.9 the year before. It's not much, but it's a little bit down. Uh, Rebounds are about the same. The assists are down as well. Again, James Harden related. So the only thing I can really see improving here is the steals come up, but you could also say the blocks come down from one per game closer to half a block per game. So all in all, I actually think his value of being a nine category top 25 player rather than a top 10 player is more realistic of what we can expect, but he still has that name recognition value of that guy on a per game basis is a top or a first round guy. And I actually don't think he's going to be that this season. The other thing where you can capitalize on him is he is playing back to backs at the moment. and He has not missed a game this season. Now, a lot of people will still be cautious about Kawhi, but you can start to use that in your discussion and in your argument when trying to trade a Kawhi Leonard. He is someone that, if you can get out before the injury strike, I think you do it. And I also think that, again, like some of the other guys we've discussed, he suffers when it comes to minus one rankings. So, we think about the last two weeks being a top 29 category ranking, but on the flip side, being only a top 40 minus one guy. If you can turn him into a more solid punt guy, if your team is starting to reveal more weaknesses than you maybe didn't expect or is stronger in certain areas you didn't expect and you can lean into those strengths or cover up some of those weaknesses with the Kawhi Leonard, you can get some really good return. I would be exploring that opportunity if I were you and I would be trying to get a guy that fits my team better by sacrificing a player like Kawhi getting out of that injury risk. Now, again, I'm not someone who really believes in the injury prone tags as much as others out there, but I do believe that Kawhi is someone, especially with a team as deep as Clippers are, will be taking some time off. The reason, and I've seen this on through several sources, the reason that they are playing through back-to-backs is because they have a poor record right now. They got off to a very shaky start once the trade went down. They've corrected it a little bit, but they're still trying to get that record back up, give themselves some more buffer room. And when they do that, that's when they're going to start to rest some of the players like Kawhi, like a PG, like a James Harden. And I think that that will be a good reminder to everyone that he is not someone that we necessarily can trust on a game-to-game basis. And combined with the fact that I don't think that his ranking and value is going to be as high as what the name suggests, I think that he is an unconventional sell-high player and one that I think you can get some serious value back from. So... Let me know down in the comment section below. Again, I I usually only do five sell highs, but there are a few other guys that you can capitalize and get some value on. Drop them down in the comment section who else you believe can be a sell-high player this season. And let me know if you disagree with any of the players that I've talked about today, if you think that they can continue doing what they're doing, or if you just have a different philosophy to fantasy basketball, that is all well and good as well. Drop them down in the comments. Make sure you guys give this video a big thumbs up. Really helps a lot as well. And subscribe to this podcast. Podcast. Give it a five-star rating on Apple or on Spotify, on podcast, or wherever you get it. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.